Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today for episode number six. We're in a conversation series called Be Kind. This series is all about making the daily choice to be friendly, generous, and considerate. And we know this only comes through the power Jesus gives us to extend this uncommon kindness in every single interaction. Today, we're talking about the difference between throwing stones and throwing life rafts. Well, here we go. This is the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. So last episode, we kicked off a new conversation series called Be Kind. And it's based off the song with the same title written and performed by my friend Aaron Kellum and Kelly Beck. It's a beautiful song surrounding the idea of showing kindness to anyone and everyone. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to the song, man, go to Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you get your music and listen to the song. And if you haven't checked out episode five, you need to do that ASAP, guys. Seriously. Seriously. I'll say it one more time. Seriously. Aaron joins the podcast as a guest to talk about the art of kindness and how we can express that in our daily interactions with people. So... Go back, listen to episode five. It's a good one. Well, in talking about kindness, I'm fascinated that everyone wants it, but not everyone gives it. If you don't believe me, simply go take a poll at your workplace or your neighborhood or your family or some or a bunch of random strangers walking outside. And I guarantee you nine out of 10 will say, of course, they want to be shown kindness. And you have to account for the one who's like, no, I could care less, right? There's always outliers. Now, poll those same people and ask them about the frequency by which they show kindness to others. And I bet you that percentage would drop drastically. It reminds me of the old Native American proverb I quoted in episode two. A wolf of love and a wolf of hate lives inside every person. We all want kindness shown to us, but we struggle to show it to others. And let me be, and let me say this, let me say this, okay? Christians can be the worst offenders of this more often than not. And I am the first to raise my hand to say I am the chief of sinners in this. I can't tell you how many times I've had the chance to show kindness to others and have failed to do so. Yet, in my own moments of need, I have asked for the same kindness I failed to show to other people. And that's the thing about kindness, is that there isn't only one way to express or display kindness. See, I see kindness like, um, like if you think of like the Ben and Jerry's 54 flavors of ice cream, right? There are multiple ways to express and display kindness in our world. But in order to do so, we have to have a working foundation of what kindness means, Now, you've heard at the beginning of episode five, and you're going to hear for the rest of this series, the different definitions or ways of describing kindness. And each of those descriptions really only satisfy parts of what kindness actually means. So today I want to share with you a description I read that I think beautifully captures where we are going today. Uh, This organization called the Random Acts of Kindness Foundation, which I just learned about during my research for this episode, they have many different definitions of kindness. And one that stuck out to me was this one. Kindness is choosing to acknowledge and celebrate the beauty in others, 
regardless of whether or not they can find it in themselves. I'll say that again. Kindness is choosing to acknowledge and celebrate the beauty in others, regardless of whether or not they can find it in themselves. Guys, I really love this description because it really does put kindness in the proper perspective. Kindness is not about us. Kindness is all about the person being shown kindness to first and foremost. Now, that doesn't mean we don't get joy out of showing kindness, but that shouldn't be our motivation. Showing kindness should be about showing others Jesus in their most difficult moments. And that description does just that. It focuses our hearts and our minds on helping others see the image of God in themselves by showing them kindness. We are reminding them that they are valued and loved. Now, this is the type of uncommon kindness our world, honestly, so desperately needs. And there are many uh, stories in the Bible that we could, you know, point to where kindness is one of the central themes. But uh, I think there are no, there's no story that better captures it quite like the situation we find in the Gospel of John. Now, if you've been a follower of Jesus for some time to a long time, you've quite possibly heard the story of the adulterous woman. And there's so many major and minor truths that we can glean from this story, and one of them is kindness. Honestly, this whole story is about the kindness and grace of Jesus versus the unkindness of her accusers. So let me let me give you a little snapshot. In John chapter 8, uh, the disciple tells us that one day Jesus was at Uh, the temple courts. Um, So imagine being at your modern church, whatever church you go to, just think about being there, okay? And there was Jesus hanging out, and he was talking and and teaching to people. And the teachers of the laws and the Pharisees drags this woman in who is accused of having relations with another man who is not her husband. John says, he writes that she was caught in the act of adultery, Now, every time I read this, uh, the first question that I always go to is, how in the world did they catch her and not the man? Now, I know the law was pretty clear that both the man and the woman who were caught doing such should be put to death. Both parties, not one, not just the woman, but the man too. But did you notice something? Did you notice who was absent from the scene? If you guess the man, you're correct. He's nowhere to be found. Like John doesn't even mention him at all. Why? Because the point wasn't the crime itself. The point of this moment was to use this woman's act as a way to entrap and discredit Jesus. Seriously, guys, that's what it was for. Those teachers didn't care about this woman's self-worth or shame, or humiliation she was enduring after being dragged in front of all of these people, only to be used as a pawn in a scheme to trap Jesus. Their thought was maybe, you know, if we can get Jesus to say, don't stone her, well, then he breaks the law. Or if he says stone her, well, then his message of grace goes out the window. And they were willing to parade this woman's guilt in front of the whole world in order to accomplish their mission. And let's be honest, they couldn't even wait to stone her. They wanted to stone her. It was like the two birds, one stone method, right? We get to stone this sinner while also discrediting discrediting this Jesus dude. 
Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's what they were thinking. That's, that's what we do when we refuse to acknowledge the beauty of a God-given identity in others. We cast stones on them because we don't see their worth to God. But Jesus, he had another plan. So he says to them, okay, if anyone has not sinned, they may cast the first stone. That's his plan. And the qualifications to be able to cast a stone was very clear. You can't be a sinner or have ever sinned. Well, when you put that out there, it literally rules out everyone in attendance except for one, Jesus. Jesus was the only one who had ever, who had never, never sinned, had never had one bad thought, or one lustful temptation, no ounce of jealousy, no hatred, nothing, no sin. He was the only one qualified to throw the stone. And he knew it. He, Of course he knew it. The others present weren't, and so they end up leaving. They're sad because they thought they had two birds, only to leave with zero. When they all leave, Jesus, he, she, he asked the woman, you know, where are your accusers? Where'd they go? Like he didn't already know, right? And she says they left. And then watch what Jesus does. He says, didn't even one of them condemn you? And the woman says, no. And he says, neither do I. Go and sin no more. Did you catch that? If you have a Bible or um, you have the ability to get to a Bible later on, man, go back and read that. Go back and read those words. He says, neither do I. The one person who's qualified and has the right to throw stones instead decides to throw this woman a life raft. Instead of giving this woman what she might deserve, he, he's extending uncommon grace and uncommon kindness to her. He saw in her the image of her creator, and instead of shaming and destroying that image, he decided that kindness would acknowledge, restore, and celebrate even when she couldn't find it in herself. You see, kindness isn't just about being nice to someone. It's not just about doing something nice for someone one time. That's not kindness. That's just a random act of kindness. True uncommon kindness is helping others see and believe that they are valued and loved by their creator. I'll say that again. True, uncommon kindness is helping others see and believe that they are valued and loved by their creator. Kindness is saying, I see you in the dumps about yourself, and I want to help you understand what's the truth about who you are. So how do we acknowledge and celebrate that beauty in others, regardless of whether or not they can find it themselves? Well, I think there are, there are three things that we can do. The first way is to practice friendliness in our daily interactions. What this means is that in every interaction we have, we ought to treat people like they are our friends, even if they aren't. We should treat people with respect, grace, afford them trust to a certain extent, assume the best about them, and put them first. I love how the Apostle Paul puts it in his letter to the Ephesian Christians. He tells them to be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. 
Being kind means that our friendliness extends well past our friends and goes all the way to the common stranger. Honestly, if you think about it, it's essentially the golden rule of treating people simply how we desire to be treated, right? That's what friendliness is. That's how we practice kindness to others. The second way is to practice generosity in our daily interactions. Now, let me start here by saying what I'm not saying. I am not necessarily talking about money. Yes, that is a part of generosity, but it isn't the start or the finish. A church that I used to serve at and I still love, Traders Point Christian Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, one of their core values at Traders is joyful generosity. This is how they describe that type of generosity. They say, we want to lead the way with the kind of generosity that only makes sense in the light of God's grace. You see, God has been extending extraordinary grace to his creation when he sent his son to die on our behalf. When he covered our many sins in the blood of Christ and considers us clean and justified through Jesus. Each day we wake, we have many blessings and so much more. That kind of grace deserves the kind of generosity that makes sense to it. It's the same kind of generosity we should extend to others. We should be generous with our time, our talent, you know, the things that we're good at and our treasure, the resources God has blessed us with, to help others experience this immeasurable grace. That is kindness and generosity practiced daily. And the last way is to practice consideration in our daily interactions. Consideration is defined as careful thought over a period of time. When we are being considerate in our daily interactions, we are taking into account what someone else may be going through and doing whatever we can to come alongside of that person to just say, I hear you, I see you, I value you. When we're not considerate, we risk making someone feel less than or unimportant. And it can seem as if we're throwing stones instead of life rafts. Consideration is all about throwing life rafts. It's a conscious effort on our part to say to someone, I may not fully understand or can relate to what you're going through, but I am here and I want to walk with you in this season. Consideration is also putting others before you. It's the daily practice of saying, I'm making this about you and less about me. It's as Paul says to the Philippian Christians, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Well, let me give you some closing thoughts. I can imagine that you might be listening to this wherever you are and thinking, well, Michael, yeah, that all sounds good and cute. But reality is this current season of life makes it that much harder to be kind when everyone is screaming behind a keyboard, on a camera phone, social media, everywhere. And listen, I don't disagree with you. But If I might be a little bit honest with you, that's the life you signed up for when you decided to follow Jesus. Remember, this uncommon faith will ask us to do the hard things. And the best way to approach those hard things is, as I've said before, with honesty, vulnerability, and humility. When we're able to do that, we'll begin to display the type of uncommon kindness our world so desperately needs. 
And that starts with one daily act of friendliness that assumes the best, one daily act of generosity that makes sense in the light of God's grace, and one daily act of consideration and putting others before yourself. Do that, guys, do that, and you'll be well on your way to living out this uncommon faith with uncommon kindness. Well, I want to thank you for listening today. And this, if this was helpful for you, would you do me a favor, a big favor, and share this with others? Also, I would love it if you would provide a positive rate and review on Apple Podcasts, which will help the show reach more people. And that's what this is all about, guys. Not about fame or popularity. This podcast is all about encouraging and inspiring every Christian to love Jesus and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. For more information on today's topic, visit UncommonChristianPodcast.com.